Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Welcome, it is Eric Erickson here across America. The phone number is 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. And uh, here you have it, out of the gate, from Politico, Senate Republicans won't stand in the way of the House GOP's impeachment inquiry despite their skepticism. They believe it will help them avoid a government shutdown. Senator Mike Braun of Indiana saying it seems like maybe it's part of the bargain over there to keep some folks in line on maybe the budgetary stuff. There you have it. It is a deal cut on the House side. Uh, Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene and the like will vote to keep the government funded so that they can get an impeachment inquiry into Biden that won't actually get him convicted of an impeachment. But they'll get to fundraise off of it, and that's what they want. Now, I need to talk to you about a subject. And, um, uh, <laughs> y'all, we're going to talk about a sensitive subject. If you have children for the next couple of minutes, you, you may want to, you may need to tune in. I'll be sensitive and discreet, but. But but we 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 gotta talk about a grown up subject. So just just your 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 sensitivities involved. If you've got kids in the in the room, I'll I'll do as as our our friend God rest his soul Rush Limbaugh used to do. So here's your countdown. If you need to step out for like three minutes. My apologies to the radio stations of America suggesting that I'm going to talk about something where the audience may need to step away, but I'm, I'm just saying. Five, four, three, two, one. Now it's on you. A Democrat running for a crucial seat in Virginia's House of Delegates performed sex acts with her husband for a live online audience and encouraged viewers to pay them with tips for specific requests. According to online videos viewed by The Washington Post, Susanna Gibson, a nurse practitioner and mother of two young children running in a highly competitive suburban Richmond district, streamed these acts. Well, I'm not going to give you the the website. I'm just going to say it's a platform for men who like to well pleasure themselves while talking to other people doing the same thing um the videos were streamed live and archived are publicly available there are more than a dozen videos of the couple captured on the website uh, and were archived in september of 2022 before she entered the race the most recent videos were from september 30th of 2022 Um, she's 40. She can be seen in the video soliciting tips for performing specific acts in violation of the terms and service of the website, by the way. In at least two of the view videos, she tells viewers she's raising money for a good cause. <laughs> oh, I bet so. In multiple videos, she interrupts the acts to type into a bedside computer. Speaking directly into the screen, she urges viewers to provide tips, which are paid through tokens purchased through the site. In at least two videos, she agrees to perform certain acts only in a private room, an arrangement that requires the viewer to pay more. Um, 
Here's the thing. She says this is an illegal invasion of my privacy designed to humiliate me and my family. No, it's not. This was a public website. So here's the thing. There is a phenomenon in the United States called revenge porn. It is a growing phenomenon of younger people where a couple engages in intimate acts that they video on their phones And then when they break up and it turns nasty, typically it's the guy puts those videos on adult websites. It's called revenge porn. It's designed to humiliate the girl who broke his heart. This is not revenge porn. And this degrades what revenge porn is because this woman did this on a public site for money with her husband while the kids were asleep in the other room. And is now ashamed that her public acts that she was making money for have come out on the political campaign trail. What sort of psychopath runs for office with this in their background and doesn't expose it to begin with and come out and say, you know, the Biden economy was so bad I was having to to do this stuff with my husband online to make money. This is more and more of a recurring thing here. You know, so years ago, I've told the story to some of you. We got our house, and I needed soundproofing put in the house because we're having the radio and TV studio in the house at the time before I had an office. And my realtor knew a subcontractor guy who she said he was great with soundproofing. It's kind of one of his specialties that he did. He came in, he put in soundproof doors. It's great. For a while, when the kids were little and they were loud, my wife would throw me out of the office, go close herself up in there, and I never had to hear – she never had to hear the kids. Well – A couple of months later, our realtor calls and is really apologetic for recommending the guy. We we have no idea why. She says, well, I'm not a gossip. I'm not going to tell you. I'm just real sorry. Shouldn't have recommended him. Did not mean to bring scandal into your home. Okay. So my wife is watching the Oprah Winfrey Network, and there's this uh, show with Lisa Ling, the actress, and she's interviewing people who do different odd things. And she's interviewing this grandmother, and the grandmother makes grandma pornography. She apparently performs acts online for young men who fetishize their grandmother. I know the world is going to hell, and this is just another data point in the fact. So the grandmother was buying lingerie at a Dillard's, and my wife was thinking, you know, this Dillard's kind of looks like our Dillard's. Kind of looks like the place we go. (laughs) Oh, it was. Turns out her husband's the man who installed the soundproof doors in my studio. (laughs) He was her cameraman and had soundproofed their bedroom so the kids wouldn't know what they were doing. And now that the kids were out of the house, they were willing to tell the world, ruin the family, like destroyed the family. They've moved. So here's the thing. I mean, there was a hearing in Capitol Hill yesterday, and I can't actually play you the audio of it, where a mom was reading the books that are she found in her elementary school library. Like, these books depict graphically deviant sex acts, and they're designed for kids to encourage kids to explore the sexual wild side. And she was talking to Congress about this, and this is what the Democrats, they're like, 
This is no big deal. Democrats are defending these books. Democrats are defending this woman saying there's nothing to be ashamed of here. She was using her her body to make money in a consenting relationship with her husband. She and her husband were making online porn and are now upset that people know about it. If, if there's nothing to be ashamed of, why is she outraged that people did this? Why is she outraged that this was exposed. If there's nothing to be ashamed of, if there's nothing wrong with it, why is Miss Sexually Deviant upset about her sexual deviancy with her husband being exposed? And what about the children? What about the kids? Mom and dad are porn stars really doesn't go over well with the local elementary school kid population generally. Way to alienate your kids and ruin your kids' lives. Talk about self-absorbed. And that's the thing here. It's one thing if, if you're if you're single. So I know a guy who who walked into his boss's office and his boss had a picture on his desk of a girl that this particular guy subscribed to her OnlyFans page and wanted to know how the dad knew the girl and the dad wanted to know how the guy knew his daughter. Uh yeah. Yep, true thing, true story. Yeah. But it's one thing if you're single. It's it's still your sins will find you out. But it's another thing when you're married and you're running for political office and just last year you were doing this and you hid it from your kids and now the kids know and the kids are young. The kids are young, but now your family knows. Your family didn't know this is what you and your husband were doing as a side business to make money, this is really absurd stuff, deviant stuff. And that's why she's outraged about it. But here's the punchline. If you think that the 2020 election was stolen, Democrats believe you're unfit for office. But if you think the 2018 Georgia election between Brian Kim and Stacey Abrams was stolen, Democrats are fine with you running for office. You can even be the DA of Fulton County, Georgia, for all they care. If you think the 2000 or the 2004 election were stolen and you're on record suggesting that uh, Diebold threw the election in Ohio for George W. Bush, you're perfectly acceptable among Democratic circles. But if you think Dominion voting machines threw the vote for Donald Trump, you should be exiled and probably prosecuted. Democrats are always willing to circle the wagons around their deviants, including this woman. They're saying there's nothing to there's nothing wrong here. She did nothing wrong. In fact, it's horrible that people would expose this. If she did nothing wrong, why is it horrible that Republicans exposed this? Why is it why is it bad? A lawyer says they're they're working with state and federal law enforcement over this, really. Um Here's the thing. This is key paragraph for the Washington Post. The Washington Post typically does not identify victims of alleged sex crimes to protect their privacy. In this case, Ms. Gibson originally live streamed these sexual acts on a site that was not passport protected. The couple had more than 5,700 followers. Many of the videos remained available to the public on other unrestricted sites as of Saturday. Her lawyer says Gibson was not aware of and had not authorized the posting of the material to other sites. Asked why Gibson has a reasonable expectation of privacy on this website, Watkins pointed to a 2021 Virginia Court of Appeals ruling that found it unlawful for a man to secretly record his girlfriend during a consensual encounter, even if he did not show the video to others. In that case, 
The court found the consent to being seen is not the same as consent to being recorded, writing that there was a stark distinction between an image existing only in someone's memory and a permanent file. Uh, yeah, except this is a site where you consented to all of this being streamed online. You lost control of it there. What's so interesting here, more than anything else, is how the Democrats, they're willing to defend Joe Biden and they're willing to defend John Fetterman. They're not willing to defend Dianne Feinstein because she's an obstruction to their agenda, but they're willing to defend these people who make no sense and seem to have lost their minds in their old age. They're, they're, they're willing to do this with, with John Fetterman and his disability. They're willing to defend this woman and said she did nothing wrong, but they're, they're, they're never willing to play across the aisle the same way. They're never willing to say, you get a Republican sexual deviant runner, oh, well, this guy can't run for office. But what's more notable to me is how the Democrats are more and more defining deviancy down. The Democrats more and more are willing to allow their candidates to engage in deviant behavior and say there's nothing wrong here. In the same way, they're willing to put explicit pornographic books in elementary schools. And the crime is not that the explicit pornographic book is in the elementary school, but that a parent dared to explain what was in the book. That's the problem. The parent explaining what's in the book is the crime, not the book itself. In all these cases, if you're running for office, you should, well, remember what the good book says. Your sins will find you out, as they did in the case of this woman running in a swing district in Virginia. And because she's the Democratic nominee and it's a must-win swing district, that's why the Democrats are going to the mats defending this woman, even when privately some of them can't believe she was dumb enough to have done that and then run for office. But they won't admit that until the election is over. Hello there. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Be patient with me. I'll get to your phone calls right after the break. I got to tell you, the Wall Street Journal has a story out right now. The FDA is thinking of pulling all products with phenylephedrine from grocery store shelves, getting rid of it, claiming that it doesn't actually work. Anyone with a child or anyone who suffers from seasonal allergies can tell you phenylephedrine is and has always been a scam. It does not work. What works is pseudoephedrine. But the nanny staters in Washington in Congress, because of the meth heads, decided you can't buy pseudoephedrine products without having to go up to the counter and showing your driver's license and you're limited in the quantity you can buy because they claim the meth heads were doing this. By the way, there was never presented any evidence of meth makers showing up at your local uh, pharmacy and buying a box of pseudoephedrine. They were going to the uh, wholesalers. They were going to the Costco's, the Sam Clubs, the BJ's and stuff like that and buying uh, the pseudoephedrine products in, in wholesale. In bulk, they weren't buying a box of Advil cold and sinus with pseudoephedrine at the local grocery store or the local pharmacy. There was never any evidence presented, but Congress decided to make it as difficult as possible for you to buy pseudoephedrine. 
And so companies switched to phenylephedrine, which has been around since the 1920s and is a placebo. It's garbage. The only reason it works for you is because you're a dumb person who doesn't know better. And because you're a dumb person who doesn't know better, your body convinces you that it works. And it really doesn't. You just think it does because you're a dumb person. Every smart person in America knows phenylephedrine does not work. The FDA is now deciding that it's a scam, not worth you paying attention to, and they want to pull these products off the shelves. That's fine, but they're not going to put the pseudoephedrine products that work back on the shelf. You're still going to have to go like you're buying illicit drugs from a drug dealer and show up. It frustrates me to no end. My son gets terrible allergies, even taking Zyrtec, even taking Claritin, and he can take an Advil cold and sinus, and for the entire day at school, he's fine. And we're limited in how much we can buy, and my wife takes it, and I take it, and he takes it, and we're all limited in it because of Diane Feinstein and her stupid decision, and she was the one who did it, to make it uh, no longer easily accessible over the counter and to limit the amount you can buy. It makes me so mad Congress ruined our lives with this because the meth heads, and the meth heads weren't even going to the local grocery store to buy it. Now, I don't want you to go to your local big box store if you wanted to buy a computer. There's a shift there, isn't there? Yes. Don't go to the the electronic store and buy the big box one-size-fits-all computer. Go to Vision Computer and let them build you a PC. Laptop or desktop, they can build you exactly what you need and want as opposed to the one-size-fits-all model that you get at the local electronic store. Not only that, they can service it for you. And not only that, they can do it for your whole business. So if you're a small business and you got multiple employees and they each need a computer, Vision can build them each their computers, laptop or desktop, and then they can be the IT department for your company. So your employee who knows nothing about computers and doesn't even know it needs to be plugged into the wall actually gets Vision's phone number and can call Vision. And Vision will say, hey, if your computer's not working, let's check first. Is it plugged in? Now is it powered on? They do this stuff, and they actually answer the phones. Reach out to them, 404-COMPUTE, 404-COMPUTE. Tell them I sent you, 404-COMPUTE, visioncomputers.com or 404-COMPUTE. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across America. I hope you got blue skies wherever you are. Uh, I am not going to be here tomorrow. I have to speak at a conference in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, and uh, the timing precludes me from being able to get back on radio. Jeff Katz will be in for me tomorrow, but uh, it's 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 a working day. It's not actually like taking the day off. I actually got to hit the road, drive to Nashville, talk tomorrow, and then drive back so I can be with you on Thursday. So. Just so you know, occasionally I get people, why are you taking a vacation day? I'm not. I'm working. I just, it's work, not behind the microphone tomorrow. Now, I want to go to the phones. Lewis, I'm going to go to you next. Welcome to the show. How are you, man? Eric, um, I got a question. Well, wait, 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 wait. I, I got a question for you first. I got a because I know, I know you're, you're a truck driver and you're on the road. Where are you today? I'm in uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, of all places. Wow, nice, beautiful area. <laughs> Yeah, I, I run into the Amish quite a bit up here. Well, don't actually run into them because their horse and buggies don't go as fast as you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, um, so your question. If I had to compare the Democrats and the Republicans, it would have to be the Bulldogs versus the team they whooped the snot out of Saturday. It's <laughs> like 
they get all the points, and then every once in a while we score every once in a while. But my question is, how much power does the Republican Party hold? For example, uh, they would have more. It would be more of an effect that they were to shut the government down. And how and how much more power do they have to stand in the way of keeping in line with the Constitution versus stopping Joe Biden's unconstitutional acts, even though it's separation of powers? Oh, that that's. I mean, who holds the real cards there? So the problem is, first of all, we got to keep in mind they control by only four votes one House of Congress, so they don't even control all of Congress. Um, they don't control the executive branch. They have to rely on the courts at this moment to to stop Biden. And thankfully, the Fifth Circuit, the Eleventh Circuit, several others, and the Supreme Court lean towards the right, so they can use the courts. But they should be able to use the power of the purse. They should be willing to fight. The problem is Republicans aren't as willing to fight, and that, by the way, includes the Trump Republicans who say they're willing to fight, but look at Marjorie Taylor Greene. I, do you really think Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to go to the mats for government shutdown now that Kevin McCarthy's given her impeachment? She left the House Freedom Caucus. Uh, she she aligned with Kevin McCarthy. She claims she fights. She's really just a bully. And she's going to back down. She's going to do a dog and pony show kabuki theater over government shutdown and uh, I really doubt she's going to go along with the government shutdown. If the Republicans really want to hold Joe Biden accountable and shut down his agenda, they shut down the government. But Republicans don't want to shut down the government because Republicans benefit from the money as well. So they'll rely on the Supreme Court to hold Biden accountable for unconstitutional acts because Donald Trump cost them the U.S. Senate. Yes, that's right. You heard me. Donald Trump did cost the GOP the U.S. Senate. Talk to David Perdue. Talk to Kelly Loeffler in Georgia, where 427,205 Republicans refused to show back up for the runoff because Donald Trump told them it was stolen once, was going to be stolen again. So they said, why bother? Or let's see. Talk to Herschel Walker, who Donald Trump induced to get into the race, and then he went down in flames. Or Blake Masters, who Donald Trump endorsed and he lost. Or uh, Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. The Republicans would control all of Congress Congress right now, but for Donald Trump and his bad candidates. And Republicans who support Trump refuse to acknowledge it or admit it. They try to find blame. They say it's abortion. They say something else as opposed to he picked garbage candidates. And in 2021, induced a whole lot of people to not go vote in a Senate runoff. The Republicans should control all of Congress right now, and they don't. Because these dumb and terrible candidates who wouldn't have run but for him. Mehmet Oz would not have won his primary um, against, uh, what's his name, Dave um, McCormick, was it? Uh, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have won that race, but for Trump's last-minute endorsement, he won by one-tenth of one percent thanks to that endorsement, and then he lost. And even Trump blames Sean Hannity and, and Melania Trump for pushing him to endorse the guy you got to have a branch. Republicans like to think they have the federal branch, the judiciary right now, but they really don't. They've got a bunch of people who buy by the law, but Republicans can lose as much as they win there. With Kavanaugh, with, with John Roberts, they can, they can lose. Look at these redistricting cases. It's not a sure thing for the GOP in, in courts. 
I mean, that's one of the things that frustrates a lot of Republicans is, is uh, progressive judges tend to be very transactional. It's all about power to them. That's their worldview, power, whatever enhances their power, the power of the left. That's how they vote. The conservative justices, the strict constitutionalists, they, they're not really about power. They're about the Constitution, which is actually far better because it actually makes them far more predictable to a degree. But also it doesn't mean they're as transactional. So you don't get you want get what you want as much. But if you really want to constrain Biden's power, you got to take all of Congress, not just have a house have the House by four seats. The states can also fight. The states can fight by filing lawsuits in federal court against the Biden administration. By the way, so I'm I am not rarely will you hear me say there should be a law. I'm not one of these people who wants Congress to pass laws. I would prefer the government be shut down. We're all safer when Congress is not there. I, I'm not one of these people who advocates for law. Like the, one of the very few laws that I think uh, that Congress or the state, my state should give me personally, is the power to execute slow drivers in the left lane. I personally think I should be allowed to pit maneuver the slowpoke in the left lane and knock him off the road to his death because he's blocking 20 cars behind him. He's the Yankee with the Florida license plate coming up 75 or 95. He's doing 65 at 70 miles an hour. He's too clueless that people are whipping around him. He says it's he pays his taxes. That's his lane. You can go around him if you don't like it. No, that's the passing lane. Get your butt over or you should be prepared to be executed by the rest of us. That that's my personal my personal desire for a law is that I should have the ability to launch missiles at otherwise engage in the pit maneuver or slaughter the slowpokes in the left lane. I'm a proponent of the expanded death penalty. Like, I think that child rapists, we should be allowed to execute them. The Supreme Court says, no, I think we should expand the death penalty, not restrict it. I'm a big proponent of the death penalty. God says, be fruitful and multiply. And if someone takes the life of another, you should take their life. He said that to Noah. It means it's binding. It's, it's before the law. It still, it still applies. But I doubt that Congress or the Georgia legislature is going to allow me to execute slowpokes in the left lane. I wish they would, or at least allow me to use blue lights in my car, because I'll only use them for the people in, in the left lane. But let me fire up the blue lights and siren on my car and scare the bejesus out of the person and make them get over. I mean, I, I won't pull them over. I won't ride a ticket. Just let me have the blue lights and the siren so I can scare the mess out of them, because this happened to me today. I was driving to Atlanta today. And there was a guy, and it's all—it's DeKalb County, Georgia. God bless you, people who aren't from Georgia. You don't—you don't have to deal with them. Or it's the Florida license plate. And today it was all Floridians. I've asked Ron DeSantis about this. His theory—it's all the Yankees who moved to Florida during COVID. They don't know how to drive yet. That's his theory. That's what he told me on stage. But they were slow pokes in the left lane. They had Florida license plates literally doing exactly 70 miles an hour. I mean, people are passing them in the right lane. And they're like, I'm doing the speed limit. You can't do anything to me. Yes, yes, I can pit maneuver you off the road to your death, except I would go to jail. And I don't want to go to jail. They should give me the right to, or at least fire up blue lights and get you over. I'm sorry this is a pet peeve. I should move on. But it just bothers me greatly the number of people who get in the left lane and think it's my lane. You can't. You can go around me when it's supposed to be the passing lane. 
I don't even stay in that lane. I go around people, I get back in the right lane. And then when it's time to go again, I get back. And you have to go a lot because, well, I go a little faster than some people. I stay within the legal limits, but nonetheless. Oh, it infuriates me to no end, y'all. But if there's another law I could pass, I think we have a problem on our hands. I enjoy watching sports. I really enjoyed the Jets game last night. I was I was stunned Aaron Rodgers three plays in gets hurt and is out and maybe out for the season. It looks like he's got a Achilles heel Achilles tendon problem. But what I am really appalled by is the increased demand for betting. Like I, I will I'll tell you, I'll be very honest with you and up front. Uh, I put the kibosh on sports betting ads on this program. I don't feel comfortable advertising for sports betting. Now, if they buy time on the show, I can't stop them. But me endorsing a sports betting site, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't bet on sports. I don't care if you bet on sports. I'm the only person I know outside of my family who doesn't bet on sports. Overwhelmingly, my friends all have apps on their phones where they bet on sports. I don't care. It's your choice. But I think we probably should stop the advertisements and restrict it like we have cigarette ads. Not only that, but like ESPN now is collaborating with sports betting sites. So so much of ESPN's coverage what do you want to bet? It's going to be designed to incentivize betting on sports, not telling us what's going on, but incentivizing betting on sports. And I'm really, really concerned. And maybe it's paternal, maybe it's nanny statism, but we're now legalizing drugs in this country at an alarming rate where younger men in particular are embracing marijuana at a very high rate. We're targeting them with advertising for betting and gambling. They're dropping out of school. They're they're not getting degrees. They're getting on drugs. They're engaging in a, in a, a culture of licentiousness. They're engaging in a, 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 a porn-accessible culture that encourages them to bet on sports. We're ruining a generation of young men in this country. We are indebting them and ruining lives. Gambling can be addictive. And what I'm finding in the advertisements for gambling, for sports betting, is that they're tying your love of the game to your love of placing bets on the game. That somehow you can't enjoy the game unless you're also betting on the game. That's very dangerous. I don't care if you bet. I go to Las Vegas. I like to play at the craps table. The last time I went out there, I brought home more money than I took with me. Craps, by the way, is the only game in the casino where the odds are in your favor. Why do they keep it there? Because no one ever plays conservatively enough for the odds to be in your favor, myself included. Everybody wants to make the extra bets, and that tilts the board into the into the casino's favor. But if you play the most conservative option, the odds are in your favor, 51-49 odds in your favor. But everything else, including sports, Y'all, it, this is this isn't wise. This isn't healthy. That we are particularly for young men uh, advertising this level of vice to them, uh, encouraging them to enjoy a sport by betting on the sport. 
This is going to end badly for us. You can see it coming. You can feel it coming. The level this year of all the sports sports leagues pushing gambling for the sport. The editorial breakdown in the news divisions of places like ESPN between the gambling side and and just what's happening in sports. Everything is now catered to incentivize more betting and, and the risky behavior. And like we're now even seeing that the prognosticators come out last night on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets game that, oh, well, I suspect it's going to be this and this is going to affect the odds of the Jets and blah, 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 blah. This is not healthy for us as a society. And even those of us who have no objection to sports betting should be a little alarmed at how woven into the fabric of sports it's becoming and how many advertisements are preying upon young men that you can't possibly truly love this game unless you're willing to put money on the game. That's going to have societal catastrophic effects, just like the rapid legalization of marijuana is having that we're only just now beginning to see in parts of the country like Colorado that did it first. Now, on that happy note, we need to step out. But before we do, I got to tell you about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile should be your cell phone provider. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, and you can sign up with them, do business with them. They give you guaranteed great service, probably using the same cell towers you're already using. And then you grow their profits, and when they grow their profits, they give more money to the conservative and Christian causes you care about. They are explicitly a Christian conservative company. They explicitly help those causes. They've been funding parents, conservative parents, running for school boards around the country who are battling woke school board members. They have a 100% success record so far with that. But they need your help to do that, and then they give you great service. You can even take your existing phone number over to them. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric or call them at 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. You tell them I sent you. You get free activation with my name. You get great discounts if you're a veteran, a first responder, an NRA member, a teacher, so much more. Got a lot of lines for a lot of kids. You can save money there too. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Greetings, friends. How are you? Delighted to have you here. Remember, if you text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, you can follow me around social media, get the show notes, the podcast, all that fine stuff. Uh, Comes in handy. Uh, Now, I have to tell you how much I love you. There's an Apple event going on right now. New phones, new Apple Watch, new AirPods. And I'm here with you, and I'm trying to pay attention. So my job when Rush was alive was to send him, like, the play-by-play, to text him while he was on air. I was the guy, and I'm sure he probably had other people too, but I was texting him in real time. I would watch the event and sending the notes, and we would race each other to get our iPhones, but eventually he he started paying people to stay up all night and order his iPhones. And I just gave it. I felt like that was cheating. And then he would eventually send me phones. My wife just gave up her iPhone that Rush sent her. Uh, you know, towards the end of his life, he he and my wife had the same, it was a genetic form of lung cancer. And he was using the same treatment that my wife uses uh, in addition to some other stuff. And uh, he had fingerprint problems. He and my wife would joke about robbing banks together because they really didn't have good fingerprints uh, given the reactions to this chemo medicine. And He's like, you got to get your wife. You you, got to be a better husband. Your wife needs a face ID iPhone as opposed to touch ID iPhone because her fingerprints. And got her her first face ID phone. We still have it. It still works. She got a new one, though. She needed a new one. But um, so I'm not watching that for you guys. Uh, I'm I'm here with you. That's how much I love you. And he's not around for me to do that for. So that's okay. 
I can keep up with it. This is not your this is not your time to do this for me because I get enough messages and I, my team made me block out all my text messages. I can see their their text messages and nobody else's except during commercial break. So in any event, when we come back, we got more to talk about, including the professor who came up with the idea of systemic racism has lost his job for making up the research. I got those details 